0: Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across the William & Mary campus. I'm Lindsay Heck. And I'm Brittany Emmons. And today we are very excited to have with us Kim Gong and Christy Farrell. New to staff, there was a lot of buzz in campus recreation about this team of athletic trainers joining you. So welcome. So glad that you're with us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited
0: to be here. Can you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves and what led for you to make that Decision to become an athletic trainer?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, my name is Kim. I'm from New Jersey originally. I went to Seton Hall for both undergraduate and graduate degrees. Athletic training wise, I was really fortunate during my high school career to have an athletic trainer that was super wonderful and very supportive in anything that we wanted to do and really encouraged young people to get into athletic training as it's a very, I wouldn't say underdeveloped, but potentially smaller and and less known field of healthcare. He had close ties with Seton Hall, and so through just seeing him and spending time in the athletic training room, I fell in love and decided that that's what I wanted to do with my life. So here I am.
1: (laughs) My name is Christy Farrell. I'm an athletic trainer at Campus Rec here at William & Mary alongside Kim, and I didn't have an athletic trainer in high school. My high school did have an athletic trainer, but I didn't do sports through my high school. I did club gymnastics, and I always wanted to have somebody like an athletic trainer. I had lots of injuries and unfortunately didn't know how to best take care of them. And when I did get injured, I ended up going to physical therapy and I thought it was really cool, but I learned more about it and it wasn't necessarily the population I wanted to work with. And so I looked more into sports medicine and what that looked like, how I could help athletes. And I found athletic training. One of the cool things was I found out that it really combined like three of my passions. I loved sports. I knew I wanted to stay in the sports world, but I didn't necessarily want to coach. I love helping people. So I wanted to help people. And that's what athletic trainers do. And third, I've always thought that like injuries and just kind of the body is cool and figuring out how that works. And athletic training combines all three. So I was like, that's amazing. I shadowed my high school AT. I loved it. And I went to East Carolina University for my undergraduate and got my bachelor's degree in athletic training. And then I stayed at ECU and worked as a graduate assistant athletic trainer at their campus recreation and wellness and pursued a dual master's degree that I'll graduate with this May. But I left a little early to come work here at William & Mary.
0: Yeah, which is so exciting. And welcome to the community. Hope that it's going really smoothly. How is it getting settled into your new space?
2: I think it's great. We're really fortunate here at Campus Rec and William & Mary as a whole to be very supported. Everybody's very excited about us being here, and that makes us even more excited to be here. We're walking into something that has a lot of potential, and I think we're both really excited to make it our own and to make it into everything that we think it can be and all of its potential. Being in a pandemic makes it a little challenging, but I would venture to say that I speak for both of us when I say that we're very fortunate and very grateful to even be here during this time.
0: And so athletic trainers are new to campus recreation. You know, we all hear about athletic trainers, but for those of us who don't know exactly what it is that you do in your experience while you're working with students and athletes, what is an AT? Yeah,
1: great question. So athletic trainers are nationally certified healthcare providers, and we're also state licensed. We all have a bachelor's degree at minimum, but the profession is changing to an entry-level master's soon. So soon most of us will have master's degrees, and that's kind of the base level definition. But ultimately, our job is to protect our athletes and to provide healthcare to them. So we provide injury evaluations, sideline coverage, emergency care, rehabilitation of injuries. We work closely with doctors and physical therapists to make sure that rehab is appropriate and along the right lines. We do a lot. Kim, anything to add? Um, I think athletic
2: trainers sometimes get confused with other professions, so it's easy for us to say that we are healthcare providers, but I think it's also great to educate people on what it is that we do past just providing ice and taping, which can sometimes be what people think we do.
0: And your role in campus recreation, so who will you be working with? Your office is going to now be in the B. McLeod Recreation Center. You're serving a population there. Who specifically will that be?
1: Yeah, so we have an all-new program, and we're still figuring everything out. But what we do know is we'll be focusing mostly on our sport club athletes, so we will be at their practices providing sideline coverage and at their games and events. We're also planning on working with intramurals and our open recreation population, just with a little bit less focus on those populations. But we will still respond to some intramural injuries and open recreation if somebody gets hurt while they're in the recreation center. And we're looking into an appointment system to be able to treat our William & Mary students. So what happens? We're, you know, running uh, around and what's our our latest
0: sport club? Um, Quidditch is one of my personal favorites. So we're on the broom, we fall off, we break a leg. What happens next? What are you
2: doing? It's definitely something that we consider when we come into situations like this, especially with Quidditch specifically. That's (laughs) one that I think might be new for both of us, but we're excited to learn about. So in any situation in which an athlete is going to fall or become injured during anything related to athletics with campus recreation, ideally there's a facility supervisor or somebody supervising the event. They would notify us that, an injuries taken in place while they provide whatever cares within their scope of practice. And then we come, we check it out ourselves, we provide as much care as we can. And our main job as an athletic trainer is to triage a little bit and refer on to professionals that might need to be seen after the fact. And with that, it encompasses anything that might stay with us. So if we are the appropriate professionals in that situation with a broken leg we would not we would definitely be referring them on but we might see them again if they were to come back for any sort of rehab with us and care for them a little bit long term that's when our appointment system would come into play and they would hopefully come back let us know how everything went make appointments and we would help them rehab the injury so hopefully they can get back to playing quidditch very soon. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So that really helps facilitate the relationship between you and the staff and then also the Student Health Center. What type of services will this make more accessible to students and staff?
1: There's just more access to health care in general. So as Kim and I work at Campus Recreation, we will be working with a student base that didn't have athletic trainers before. And so athletic trainers can't bill for services. So our students will have free injury evaluations, rehabilitation, and access to something they didn't have before and maybe wouldn't have been able to. So that's already access. That's great. Plus, we can work closely with doctors who we have some that specialize in ortho. So with our sports injuries, we have specialists in concussions, and we can really work to get them the highest quality care. So I think it just gives them more options and greater access. That's great. And so I have a list of
0: common misconceptions about what you do as athletic trainers. So I'm going to toss these out and tell me what the real deal is here. Number one, that you do the same job as a personal trainer.
1: Yes. So this is super common. I think sometimes it can come across poorly because people will say, oh, there's a trainer. And we're like, no, please call me an athletic trainer, which sounds silly. Like athletic trainer is a long word. Let me just say whatever. But it really does matter because Athletic trainer and personal trainer sounds so similar, but we do different things. Athletic trainers really deal with the healthcare and treating injuries, whereas personal trainers are going to help you become stronger and reach your health goals. And those are two different things. And when the word trainer is used, it could be used interchangeably. Are we a personal trainer? Are we an athletic trainer? You don't really know. So the difference really is that we are healthcare providers and not fitness specialists. And if athletic trainer's too long, just say AT. That works too.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's even better than trainers. And really like where those two professionals would, would enter in on on your experience as you're you know, going through that spectrum, either as an athlete or, or just general. All right, so we've got a few more here.
3: Yeah, so myself being an ex-gymnast, I know and love athletic trainers very well. Was pretty much best friends with any athletic trainer I ever had in college. And even as a coach to this day, you know, we love being able to have you guys be a part of our programs. And another misconception, and I feel as though even athletes get this confused, is you're not the same as a physical therapist. You have some qualities, but how is that a little bit of a difference in those types of jobs?
2: Yeah, so I think physical therapists and athletic trainers do have a lot of overlap as far as education and practice. But in a way, Um, those are also the two things that define us differently. So physical therapists are going to have a little bit of a differently focused education. They're also going to function very differently as far as setting. So physical therapists are going to usually be stationed in a clinic. Occasionally you'll have some at a college that are going to be special for that college, but mostly they're going to see any population that might come into their office or be referred to them. So as far as athletic trainers go, a really widely known definition is that we treat the active population. We like to keep it vague because active doesn't necessarily just mean athlete. It means your weekend warriors. It means the people who have one week, one day a week practices or go out and do anything involving recreation. In our case, an active population for campus rec is all of our sport clubs and our intramurals and even potentially the students that are coming into the B Cloud Center just to be fit and stay active. And so I think the scope of practice is slightly different, and that's what really defines us.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was going to touch on scope of practice, and that's a fancy medical word to say what the healthcare provider can and can't do, Um, and that's guided by the state. So athletic trainers have some things in their scope of practice that are similar to physical therapists, such as rehab, injury evaluations. We can both do that, but there are things that physical therapists can do that we can't. And I think a big difference is that athletic trainers really see an injury from start to finish. We're there when the injury happens. We respond to it. We do the initial evaluation. We do the rehab and really the whole return to play, the whole process. And the physical therapist is normally going to come in on that rehab end when they're referred to a clinic. So they see a snapshot of the injury and we see the whole thing generally. Yeah, I was going to say, I think
3: that's the biggest difference too is like you guys see from start to finish as well which is you know you can kind of see how an athlete continues to progress from when you saw them and them getting hurt or just having that minor tweak so another one is we know that athletic trainers can do a mean tape job and can also wrap an ice bag very well but that's not all that you guys do so what else can you provide for anyone that comes in to see you guys
2: you know, it, obviously people see us out on the sidelines, we're taping, we're icing, and so when that's all you see of us, it's easy to understand what people might misunderstand. Um, a lot of the scene stuff is going to be things like, we are speaking of before, rehabilitation after the fact of an injury, our emergency care, so we're not just on the sidelines to <laughs> give people ice bags, we're also there to make sure that they're safe and to respond in the case that anybody does become injured on the field. We're also going to be a very all-encompassing healthcare type of professionals. So we do see athletes from start to finish with their injuries. So that is when they're injured all the way to when they're hopefully back to playing. But we're also going to be there to help them with their goals along the way. So while, of course, we want them to be backed and strong and playing their sport to their fullest potential, we also want to help them reach goals outside of that sphere. If they want to come back better than they were, we're there to help them. If they want to improve their nutrition along the way, we're there to help them. There's plenty that we do in that sphere.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like we're trained in the use of modalities like therapeutic ultrasound, E-STEM. We can use that during our treatment in combination with the rehab programs that we develop. We really develop those and progress them along the way to return people to play. And so I think it's common to just see us on the sideline and say, oh, they give out water and they can tape, but we can really do a lot more than that.
0: That's great. And so will we have access to those modalities here on campus once you guys get settled into your space at at the REC? I know they're going under some renovation processes right now, but once you're there, will that be something that you'll be able to offer?
1: Yes. We just placed our order of all of our equipment and we started getting all of it in, which is super exciting. It's like Christmas, we get to open everything. And we have modalities like the ultrasound, e-STEM, game ready, So yes, those will be available. And the athletic training room is on the bottom floor of the Campus Recreation Center. Um, It's where the blue room used to be, if anyone is familiar.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. The bottom floor, very familiar with the blue room. So great that you're there. But for anyone who doesn't have access to an athletic trainer, do you have any tips on preventing injury or working through a a need where that might be present?
2: Yeah, so I think if we're going to keep it within the active sphere, right? Anybody who's active wants to stay active, wants to stay healthy, Is something that we really focus on. So if you don't have access to an athletic trainer, we really encourage you to stay warm, stay stretched out, stay limber before and after you work out because you want to keep yourself safe. And the best way to do that is to prepare yourself when you're trying to be active.
1: Yeah, so if you want an easy-to-remember three tips to prevent injury, number one is to perform a thorough warm-up. The biggest thing is you want to get your blood flowing. You want your muscles warm. If your muscles are warm, they're less likely to get injured. Number two is you want to cool down at the end of your workout. If you just abruptly stop, your body is not in its normal homeostasis where it normally is. It's freaking out. Your heart rate's up. Like all this stuff is going on. It needs to calm back down. So give yourself that five minutes to bring it back down, walk around, let your body return to normal. And third is to actually stretch your femoral after you work out because if you think about your muscles and how warm they are because of all the blood flow and everything that is when your stretching and foam rolling is going to be most effective so take that time and if you take care of your muscles it really helps your overall body it doesn't just prevent strains it also helps make sure that your muscles aren't too tight and pulling on your bones and then causing chronic things later down the line
0: Yeah. We're also taking advantage of our massage therapist that we have here on campus um, here at the the wellness center. Not online right now, but uh, hopefully back on track here soon.
3: Well, now that we've touched base on the athletic training position as a whole, if someone were to listen to this podcast, what would be something that you could tell someone that might be now interested in becoming an athletic trainer and where do they need to begin? Where do they need to start? Can you give any advice to someone that may be sparking an interest to become an athletic trainer?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think a huge part of wanting to become an athletic trainer is is being involved, right? We really do encourage people who are interested in the field to reach out to somebody who is an athletic trainer, is involved in athletic training, and see what it's like. You want to always test the waters a little bit to see if that's really a field that you want to go into. A huge part of being an athletic trainer is being able to help others. So if that's something that you want to do and healthcare is a direction that you might want to go, we encourage people to explore athletic training. Another part of being an AT is being part of a healthcare team. So a huge part of functioning as an athletic trainer is being a part of a team with not only your athletes, but also other healthcare providers. So if you're looking into athletic training and you want to work as a team, this is a great field for you. And also as an athletic trainer, we're really fortunate enough to be able to be creative. So a field where every day is a little different, every day you come in and you learn new things and you're constantly growing and you get the opportunity to express yourself through your profession, athletic training is wonderful for that. We also don't have traditional hours. So if you're interested in a job that isn't a nine to five or a desk job, I know for me that was a huge thing. I'm not one to want to sit at a desk all day. I want to go outside. I want to be involved in just day-to-day activities with people who are active. And as an ex-athlete myself, I love that. I love being surrounded by it, which is another huge plus for you. If you are athletic and you want to keep doing it or you want to be involved, athletic training is a great way to do that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And if any students do have questions about athletic training kim and i would be happy to answer any questions uh feel free to call campus rec and ask for us we'd love to set up a time to meet maybe zoom that kind of thing but yeah it's great look into the education and learn a little bit more well kim and christy it was so wonderful
0: to meet you welcome to the william and mary community we're glad that you're here and thank you to our sponsor, United Healthcare, for the support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Colin Cross, Brittany Emmons, Lindsay Heck, and Eric Garrison. We'll see you next time.